Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the nascent days of the Argentine Republic's newly formed government after the restoration of democracy in 1983, Newly appointed federal chief prosecutor Julio Stracera and his assistant deputy prosecutor Luis Marino Ocampo led the investigation and trial against the brutal military dictatorship that plunged Argentina into chaos for almost 10 years. The film is called Argentina 1985, and it is based on that part of this, their history as well as this trial and the ramifications of such. And we're honored to have with us today the director, writer, producer of this wonderful film, Santiago Mitre. Santiago, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you very much. We see it in the film, just what a profound impact the reign of the generals had on the people of Argentina, not just in a governmental capacity, but also in the way that they impact the country culturally and even psychologically. And you illuminate this story by telling it through the eyes of the people who prosecuted them. Let's talk about that as part of this inspiration for making Argentina 1985. Me as, a, as an Argentinian, I had uh, the same uh, relation like uh, any other Argentinian probably to this event because it's, uh, so, it's, it's so important for us and it's a unique case uh, for the region that... Uh, that a civil court uh, trial and sent and and, and produce uh, sentencing uh, to a to a military dictatorship only one year after uh, the dictatorship happened so it's a magnificent event which i i always felt felt a lot of interest uh, my fam my mother has has worked in 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 justice for her whole life and she knew estrasera when she was from her early days in in the justice and uh, and i knew that estrasera was uh, a, a, a very particular and interesting uh, character uh, to do a research on and to possibly do a film about him. So, but I mean, I have no memories uh, about the trial itself that besides the one that the ones that I learned because of my personal interests uh, afterwards and the, and the one and the small things that my mother told me about Strasera uh, and when I was a kid. As you were coming to this idea, as you part of your co-writer in the script and as you were coming to this idea, what were the things that you were most interested in conveying through your work? I mean, it's it's it is in many ways a a, a film about a trial, but you bring in elements like family. You, there are other elements that are brought into this story. What were the things that you were most acutely aware that you needed to try to accomplish on this? There was many. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be very very precise and very re respectful to the event. I wanted. Uh, I spoke to. Many people that worked in the trial, the, on, on the prosecutorial team, on the on the judges, uh, people who gave testimony, politicians of the period, journalists who who worked and covered the the trial. So I wanted to be very respectful, and at and at some point, after well, many many months of doing research, actually years, I built a built built a, like a small relation with a relationship with some of them. So I wanted to the film that. Like uh, they could watch themselves because many of them they are represented on the film and and they feel that the film was telling the truth. But at the same time, 
I knew that I, that I needed to add uh, a lot of things uh, to what uh, the specific things that uh, that the, well the trial was was uh, was going to show so and and worked uh, very human characters and to work with uh, all the all the context of the, that the characters had the, the family of Estrazera, it was very important for me. And the family of Luis Moreno Campo, it was very important because it, he represented the, the opposite side. Like uh, Estrazera is a, is a family who suffered the dictatorship, who did not do anything in, during the dictatorship, but they really wanted democracy and justice. And it's his opportunity. And the, Moreno Campo, he's coming from a military family who did not want the trial and they didn't they want to deny that uh, the militaries did the massacres they they did and he's going against his family but also we were telling the story about the families that were broken during the dictatorship like uh like this woman who gave birth in in the car or the or the or the woman who his uh, sons and daughters were disappeared or his or mothers that were disappeared so Families were very important uh, in in the way that we, we we wanted to tell this story because they were important in the in the reconstruction of, of the resistance against the dictatorship and in the reconstruction of the of the society. So they they are representing something that that for me was uh, was was needed to be tell and it was adding something that people who could be interested in the trial will not know. Right. Uh, the same thing with what was with the humor. I mean, we understood very quickly that we could uh, use humor, and it was not something like 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 we invented and we put it in. It was like uh, Estrasera was a funny character. He was this grumpy man, always complaining and being and very jealous with his daughter. And there were many stories that were funny, and people who were talking about Estrasera, they almost all they have like a funny moment with him. So uh, we understood that this guy was uh, well, he could bring us small portions of. Of uh, of humor to uh, to the film and the relationship with his son and well and his uh, and also with the boys from the that were his team that could could bring us some lighter or or comic uh, situations that we could use and that was something that because most of the, the best things that that happened in the in that we brought to the script were 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 part of the. Of part of the they came from the from the research and uh, because we knew that at some point after for me after watching the hundreds of hours of the of the tapes of uh, of the trial which was a very painful experience and it was impossible not to cry many times during the during each day i was watching the those tapes i knew that pain will arrive to the people who were going to see the film so I mean the, the humor. I think it's like uh, you you connect to the to the, to the character. You connect to the sensitivity of of that that group that did this magnificent thing. And then when you arrive to there, I mean you are already very involved and you are allowed yourself to cry a lot more, or a lot more freely. So, but most of the best things they come from the research. There is humor for humor's sake, and then there is humor that brings that shines a different kind of light on truth. And I felt like watching your film, this was bringing truth to the way that the 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 uh, the team came together. His, his Stracera's, yeah, you're right. His his humor, uh, sort of de a deflective kind of humor, almost cynical at times. But that sort of the way you deal and process this kind of horror, 
is it's appropriate for the film. It felt like this is an organic part of these pe- these are people. It was but, one of the things that we were afraid of. Yeah, that was going to work with Mariano, my co-writer. At some point, we say, "Is this, is this too much? Are our audiences will 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 audiences understand this?" And then it's one of the things that uh, people celebrate the most that you're talking about this tough, painful subject. Yeah. But also, uh, yeah, you have humor, and the film is tight and entertaining, and and you are learning. So it's like a well, a piece of cinema that works in many levels. And it's like a filmmaker who like to talk about uh, political subjects. I mean, the, the the history and the politics is super important, but also the cinema. But because if you're not doing yeah, good cinema in terms of uh, bringing good good characters, uh, good situations, good sequences, I mean that the political and or historical part will not grow. So it's like, uh, yeah, you need to always have the both both things in your mind: the respect, but also the the, the cinematic storytelling needs to be strong. I'm a little hesitant to go too far down this trail of uh, to sort of frame what happened in this period of time of the dirty war leading up to this trial. But yeah. I, I think it's important to point out this is a very tumultuous time in South America with the situation that happened in Chile with Allende, and then you had situation in Argentina. But to the extent that you want to sort of bring a little bit of a historic context, it, it comes out in the film, but for people who maybe somewhat familiar um is there something that we should kind of know going in about the previous period before the trial i have to say that i think anybody can watch the film and understand the the context uh of of how argentina came to this trial very very easily watching the film uh because uh because one of one of the first things that we have to do with mariano ginas my co-writer is to understand what argentinian society remembered about this trial and we did like a small research sort of documentary style, like asking questions to people that we thought they represent uh, the biggest spectrum of society. And we realized that not many people were were, were having uh, the best memories or, or precise memories of, of the trial. So we, we we tried to tell the story again, yeah. uh, not lying, <laughs> but tell the story again. Uh, for and, and that the younger generations, because they have lived all his life in, in democracy, they were forgetting about this trial. Therefore, they were forgetting about the awfulness of the, of the dictatorship. So we need to to point that back again. But I mean, the dictatorship was probably the cruelest dictatorship in Argentina history, for sure. They they killed and disappeared thirty thousand of civilians. They made a like the sadistic and awful repressive system, which consisted in kidnap and torture and disappear the the, the people and, and and their families. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where it was, they were dropping people out of helicopters. Is that one of were their? Dropping, they were drop. That that was something that came out uh, years after this trial. But yeah, they were dropping people from planes to the to the river to the biggest river in the in South America, which is the Rio de la Plata, throwing them alive. Yeah, slept and alive to the to the river and to yeah. yeah. It was totally cynical because they were well destroying the society, destroying the politics and the and the economics, and they didn't and they then they just throw the, the the bodies to the river. So they appeared hundreds of bodies. So it was obvious at some point that the that the state was doing that. Remind our listeners, we're speaking with the 
director, producer, writer of an Oscar nominated for a Best International Feature Film, as well as a Golden Globe award-winning Best Picture Foreign Film. Um, and that would be Santiago Mitre. And the film is called Argentina 1985. And my congratulations on the accolades and the uh, the uh, nomination for, for the Oscar. Um, I do want to talk uh, briefly about We've talked about uh, Julio Estrasera, but Luis Marino Ocampo and where he went from here and on to uh, his career after uh, as in a in the judicial sense where he went from from this trial into a renowned uh, judicial um, icon of sorts. Is that correct? Yes. After this trial, he kept on uh, doing many trials in Argentina as a prosecutor uh, from uh, trials uh, for crimes uh, against humanity also. But then he was named uh, the first uh, prosecutor in the international uh, courtroom uh, of lie in, 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 in the Hague. Uh, international. I don't know how you pronounce it in English. In, in Spanish, it would be Laia. Yeah, it's the International <laughs> Criminal Court, which is yeah, considered... So he worked many years uh, there, investigating and, and prosecuting well international crimes. He, I think, he worked on a, on, a, on a process against Gaddafi and and many other awful people. I mean, he worked just the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Uganda, Central African Republic, Darfur, in Libya, as you mentioned. So he is he became a leading light in terms of international justice, in terms of human rights. It is a wonderful film about the trial in terms of the way that you present it. The the, the courtroom scenes are, are terrific. And also, um, one of the things without giving too much away, uh, the closing argument is considered to be one of the more effective and moving closing arguments uh, that's been given that I know of. It's certainly been written about. It was uh, the, the, the more important scene in, in the film, probably, yeah. uh, because I feel this, uh, this speech is, yeah, it's a piece of writing. Uh, it is. Very unique that, it, that you can read it, and and, it, and it's happening for, to, with, with the film when I'm showing it in different places. That they feel that uh, that that speech is talking about many situations. It's uh, in, in different situations in the world. They could grab those words and and use it to defend uh, uh, democracy and the anti-fascism in in many places in the world. So it's a it's it's a, it's a great moment, and it was very difficult for me because at some point, beside the the great uh, writing that Strasera and, and, and his uh, friend, uh, who was a theater writer, uh, who's called Carlos Omiliana, Somi, the character that it's, it's shown in the film, they, they did. It was like a, the scene was a 50-minute scene with, a, with just a man reading a paper, which was a difficult thing for me in terms of cinematic. The cinema. I was afraid for me that it was going to work uh, as a cinematic experience, you know, so... Uh, but then I went to the, for the first time to the courtroom. We were allowed to show to shot in the courtroom, uh, in the real courtroom, yeah. and I and I moved the chairs and I and I put the chair in the place where Strasera was seated, and then I put the the chairs where the dictators were were seated, and I realized that they were like one meter away or less than a meter away that Strasera could almost touch touch Videla or Videla touch Strasera. So I, I I I sat in the in the table and tried to think how be, how Strasera must be feeling on having these kings of awfulness or or distraction so near and being able to accuse them for the first time in history. In history. And I said, okay, this is this will bring the attention that we need, and it's impossible that Ricardo will not feel 
that uh, that uh, that tension in his own body and express it to the to the image. So I calmed uh, to calm down a little bit, and we designed like a sort of like a reverse shots and reverse shots. So with that we every time that Tracera is talking, you can see the faces of the accused uh, uh, in the same frame. I mean, wow, yeah, it's an it's an amazing scene, and we and we did it like uh, for uh, two days because it was very long and very difficult. And and one of the testers we directors have during the shooting when somebody is somebody something is working or not is the extras and the crew. I mean, and everybody was clapping on every take that Ricardo did on on that uh, on that scene. So so it was great uh, that we could sort of bring back to life that moment uh, in the shooting, but then in a the film. The speech is great literature. Yeah. As much as it is a closing argument, it's a tome to democracy and human rights. It's a, it's 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 humanizing all the courtroom drama into a way that we can all relate to. And and he could literally look them right in the eye and tell them what he needed to tell them. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, my congratulations again for uh, the film Argentina, nineteen eighty five. Just wonderful, wonderful work. Again. I mentioned a couple of the nominations and the awards, but many, many awards that it's it's won over the course of its run. And it is currently available on Amazon Prime. Check this out. And all the best to you. And uh, hopefully March will be a fruitful month for you. And uh, my thanks for, for joining us here on Film School Radio. Um, thank you, Mike. It's been an amazing conversation. And thank you very much for your kind words and your interest. Thank you. Santiago Mitre, thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 